Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your SmackDown post-show for January 27, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings, wherever you may be, man. It is the weekends of long-term booking. And I am here for it, man. It is going to be a very, very wild and unpredictable weekend. And the question is, the discussion is, is Sami Zayn going to be, first of all, we don't even know if he's in the Royal Rumble because he's not announced. Sami Zayn going to be in the Royal Rumble. If he is, is he going to win the Royal Rumble? I got news on that. And I got news on what had been said today via the Ariel Hawani podcast and a backstage report in regards to Sami Zayn and the feeling within WWE about Sami Zayn becoming the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Champion. We will see. Is it going to be Cody Rhodes? Everybody is picking Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the early, early, and was the early odds-on favorite to win the Royal Rumble even before all of this injury stuff happened. People were saying, Cody, in the Rumble, he's got to win the Rumble, he's got to go to WrestleMania, he's got to beat Roman, he's got to be the one. Or is it going to be The Rock? Is The Rock going to be there? Is The Rock going to be in San Antonio? Is he going to show up at the Royal Rumble? Will he be in the Royal Rumble? Some people internally believe that he is there. That he will be there. I don't know how likely that is. I hope to God he is not in the Royal Rumble and wins the Royal Rumble. That would be a complete waste of our time. The Rumble should go to somebody that is full-time. Not to somebody that's been gone for seven years only to come back and get a title match that he can ask for and be given on any given night, not the Royal Rumble. Don't really get the logic behind Dwayne being in the Royal Rumble and winning at number 30. Nobody wants to see that. If you do, you're one of the reasons why WrestleMania may be a complete fucking botch. Tonight, we're going to talk about a, a, a variety of things. We're going to talk about what happened on SmackDown, obviously. We're going to talk about Sami Zayn and the Ariel Hawani podcast. We're going to talk about Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes the likelihood of Sammy and Cody crossing paths, what would happen? Is Sammy going to be in the Royal Rumble with Cody? What type of problems does that cause for WWE? We will go over everything tonight on the podcast. But I want to start off with the rumors heading into the Royal Rumble because this is the go-home show, of course. And we got Royal Rumble rumors from people that are on site from Fightful. 
Royal Rumble scoops is what they are claiming this to be. Constantly will be updated throughout the weekend, says Sap. First thing on the list of things here. Fightful has been asking around about both The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Royal Rumble. Talent that we have spoken to, to the tune of over a dozen, haven't been told anything but said that it's well known that WWE wants of them. One even noted that the money increase between the pitches for Austin and Brock Lesnar in the fall and Reigns in January was significant. And obviously, that WWE wanted him this WrestleMania season for something. The word that we got back was that WWE hadn't heard back from Austin about that match. And to be honest with you, if you haven't heard back from Stone Cold Steve Austin, then he's probably not interested in that match because Austin realizes that he, A, might not be able to do it, and B, would rather put his services to better use and put over somebody younger. No, but you want him, you want to throw money at him to go wrestle Brock Lesnar. And Roman Reigns, potentially, because you might not have landed Dwayne for WrestleMania. Both of these matches, nobody wants to see. Nobody. First of all, the Austin and Reigns match makes zero sense whatsoever. There would be no heat going into that feud or that match at WrestleMania. Nobody wants to see it. And the Lesnar and Austin match, I don't really care to see 58-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin in a match against Brock Lesnar. This is not... You know, some uh, rinky-dink fucking scrub that they pulled off the streets. This is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the planet. And you want Stone Cold Steve Austin at 58 years old to go in there against somebody that legitimately could kill any man walking this fucking earth. No. I'm sorry. Maybe when they were in their prime, but in 2023, no. Looks like Brock Lesnar may be headed for a collision course with Bobby Lashley. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, we went over this... Yesterday in the live stream, which did incredibly well. Thank you guys so much for all the support on that Thursday night live stream. Austin versus one of these three men would be so much better than Brock Lesnar. Obviously, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins got nothing to do. Seth Rollins has nothing to do at WrestleMania from what I see right now on the menu of what's going on right now on Monday night. Austin would be great for Seth Rollins. What about L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight would be a fantastic opponent for Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that would be tremendous for L.A. Knight. Promos back and forth between those guys? Come on now. I think that would be fantastic going into WrestleMania. And the third one, obviously, probably my most favorite, but I do think that Cena and Austin Theory is going to be the match because Theory keeps saying the champ is here on uh, Monday and on Friday. So obviously they're teasing. They're kind of letting you know what's what's going to happen there. Austin versus Cena would be a no-brainer. This may be the last opportunity you have to do that match. I think that would be a absolutely tremendous match. It would be similar to what The Rock and Hulk Hogan did back at the Sky Dome. And it's generation versus generation. Why wouldn't you want to explore that? I think that would be fantastic. Austin gets his one win. He rides off into the sunset. He retires. Goodbye. But Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? No. Absolutely not for Stone Cold Steve Austin. There are several people in the company who claim to have connections to the company that swear Rock is showing up on Saturday night. But so far, Fightful has not given um, any reason to report 
anything on The Rock because they got no confirmation about anything regarding Dwayne Johnson. Ronda Rousey hasn't been expected for the Royal Rumble since she lost her title back in December to the Android in one of the most ridiculous creative moments of the year. And Fightful was told that her name has been pitched recently, but in those creative meetings we spoke to have been operating on the assumption that she wasn't coming in as of back then. So Ronda may not be 58, 57, 56. Who cares how, how, how old Austin is? I still don't want to see it. He could be 47. I still wouldn't want to see it. Ronda Rousey is not going to be at the Royal Rumble. A Royal Rumble without Ronda Rousey gets an automatic two thumbs up. Nobody wants Ronda. Nobody cares for Ronda. Nobody wants her there. Nobody gives a shit about Ronda. Goodbye. Sit at home on Rousey Acres and fucking go Twitch. It's all we uh, really care for at this point in time. Ronda Rousey is a failure. Nobody cares. We haven't been told if Chelsea Green is being planned for the Royal Rumble, but there have been uh, tentative creative plans for her to play a comedic Karen-type character based on what we've heard. She's actually been signed for months. So... That's news to me. You want to bring Chelsea Green into the company. Somebody who is absolutely stunning. Somebody that could lead Toxic Attraction. Unless Mandy Rose is going to end up coming back and we get Toxic Attraction back at full strength originally. You want to bring Chelsea Green in to be a comedic Karen-type character. Nobody likes a Karen. Nobody cares for a Karen People can't stand a Karen-like attitude. Why would you want to bring a real-world stereotype onto television when we watch your television show to escape the real-world bullshit? I don't think that is a good idea as far as somebody like Chelsea Green is concerned. That's an automatic fail, in my opinion. But we'll see. I don't know what they got going on there. Uh, She is somebody that I think could be Very good. A very good addition to the women's division. I don't know why they just don't stick with what she does best. And that is the the mess. The uh, beautiful mess or whatever the fuck they called her. Jesse, what the fuck did they used to call her uh, uh, on the independent scene? She used to be crazy. Why can't we get that? Or is that too much like Nikki Cross? That seems like it's a failure waiting to happen right there with Chelsea Green. Matt Cardona. Fightful flat-out asked Matt Cardona if he was going to be coming in for the Royal Rumble, and he said, and I quote, in San Antonio the day before the Royal Rumble, what am I, a mark? Matt Cardona will be in the Royal Rumble. 100% Matt Cardona will be in the Royal Rumble as, woo-woo-woo, I don't want to know it, Zack Ryder. I don't know if it's going to be a one-off. I don't know if it's going to be a full-fledged deal. But Matt Cardona has GCW dates lined up well after the Royal Rumble. So I don't think that Matt Cardona will be in immediately on a full-time basis. But I do think that he will be in the Royal Rumble as a surprise appearance in the 30-man Royal Rumble. For those asking about Jay White and Jay White's status, New Japan sources claim that he's still under contract to them as of the Royal Rumble. This narrative is still going on. Yes, the hot mess. Thank you, Fabian Cleveland, my VIP. Fabian Cleveland. Jesse is, uh, I don't know where Jesse is. He might have fallen asleep. Or he may be watching Dark, I believe. He's still doing his Dark watch along. (laughs) Fuck watches Dark. Uh, Thank you, Fabian. Um, I see this narrative going on still. 
on social media. Jay White, WWE debut. I don't know where you're getting your sources from or your information from. Jay White is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Jay White is contracted to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Jay White is wrestling twice for New Japan Pro Wrestling. First, he's wrestling Hikuleo coming up in February. Then on February 17th, he's wrestling Eddie Kingston, Battle in the Valley in California. The Hikuleo match is actually a Loser Leafs Town match. So I don't know what is going to happen there. If Jay White, theoretically, I want you guys to think about this when it comes to Jay White, because yes, Jay White is a mega addition to any roster, no matter where he goes. He's fantastic. But you got to think, stop reading what you see on Twitter. Twitter is not real life. I'm real life. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is right now. Hikuleo is probably going to lose to Jay White. Hikuleo will leave town. He will no longer be affiliated with New Japan. WWE clearly is interested in guys like Tamatonga and Hikuleo. They want these guys. For whatever reason, they want them. That would leave Jay White to go wrestle Eddie Kingston. Why would Jay White leave a loser Leafs town match to only wrestle Jay White a week later at Battle in the Valley? Doesn't make sense to me. That's number one. Number two, with these two matches coming up, why would Jay White be in the Royal Rumble if he's in a loser Leafs town match? So if he shows up in the Royal Rumble, it's pretty much confirmed that he is the loser that's going to leave town when he gets the New Japan show with Higaleo. He's not in the Royal Rumble. Get it out of your get it out of your heads. Stop fantasy booking. If you want to book him in the Royal Rumble on WWE 2K22, by all means, fucking game your heart out. It ain't happening tomorrow night. It's a waste of your time. Stop thinking about it. Jay White could potentially end up in WWE. We will see. I don't know what uh, Jay White's going to be doing. And the narrative online is that Jay White would fare better in WWE than he would in New Japan. And a starting feud with The Miz would be great for Jay White. I mean, these people are absolutely fucking retarded. No. No. Jay White's not coming into feud with The Miz. That would be a fucking downgrade of epic, epic proportions. Nobody wants to see that. Again, stop reading Twitter. The fucking geeks on Reddit don't know jack shit. All they know is their box of tissues and their lube and their fucking OnlyFans. Their seven or eight fucking OnlyFans that I'm sure that they have open on their web browser right now because they got to keep track of all the female pro wrestlers that have OnlyFans thinking they're going to get something more than what they're paying for. No. She's not going to comment to you, bro. She's not going to comment to you. All she wants is your fucking money. I'm sorry. Hikuleo. Hikaleo was also said to be under contract, but Tamatanga was also supposed to be up sometime soon. Mountain Dew has their pitch black match. This was a major sponsor for WWE and the Royal Rumble. The press conference and the pitch black match, they are going to go cohesively hand in hand after the show is over as well. So far, we were told, says Fightful, that a lot of neon elements were involved in the match. Altered lighting and... That rundowns were taking place several weeks ago. I am genuinely concerned about this match. I'm genuinely concerned about the pitch black match because, uh, A, WWE's never done anything like this before. Uh, this is their uh, version of, or I guess a modern day version of the blindfold match. There will be neon elements like we're at a fucking nightclub. Maybe we could get DJ Paulie D to come in there and uh, fucking DJ for us. Maybe we could get Vinny 
who's a professional fucking male dancer, to go dance on some poles as well. We could get the whole Jersey Shore fucking gang showing up during this match. I hope to God they know what they're doing. I really hope so. I have a very, very low bar expectation-wise for this pitch black match, and that's a shame because LA Knight has been absolutely killing this shit on WWE television. Absolutely. Uh, Chico Channel 7, you must be new here in the venue, bro. Stop flipping. Relax. You don't know who the fuck you're dealing with, Chico. Get the fuck out, okay? This is my show. I do and say what I please, and I'm pretty fucking successful as it is. I don't need fucking irrelevant schmucks in my venue telling me what to do. Thank you so much, Rage. Get them out. Uh, I am setting a very low bar for this situation, this pitch black match. No. I uh, I don't really trust WWE to uh, put on a match memorable that we remember. Uh, I hope to God that they do what is right here. I hope to God that they know what they're doing and it comes off and it goes off perfectly because if there's one thing that I'm concerned with, it's Bray Wyatt and gimmick matches. Bray Wyatt and gimmicks in general. We know what happened with The Fiend last time. We don't want that to be a repeat in 2023. So I'm very concerned about the pitch black match and how everything is going to happen on Saturday night. Doe Drop. We haven't seen Doe Drop on WWE television. She is in town doing media and told Fightful that she's been training for an in-ring return as of a month ago. Doe Drop will be in the Royal Rumble. We haven't seen her since November, I believe, or October around that time. And she had told reporters or media at the uh, Royal Rumble media get-together earlier this afternoon or yesterday or whenever the fuck it was that she was battling a very, very serious strain of COVID and complications had uh, had arisen and she was in bad health and now she's 100% ready to go. So it looks like uh, Dodrop, uh, most importantly, is back to being 100% healthy and number two is back to be in the WWE. She will be in the Royal Rumble and now hopefully if she's back on television full-time, she gets a name change as well, back to what we know her as, and that is Piper Niven. Big E was in town. He is looking great, say the reports. Bo Dallas was in town as well. There are Uncle Howdy outfits set to be used for Saturday. I'm assuming we see Uncle Howdy at some point. I said this for weeks now. We need Uncle Howdy to be revealed in the pitch black match. We need some sort of reveal for Uncle Howdy. I don't give a shit how we get there. Bo Dallas needs to be revealed as Uncle Howdy if he is the one behind the mask. WWE brought in a ton of NIL recruits for community and media events this weekend. Good for them. WWE uh, also has or haven't been officially. uh, They haven't been slated for the Royal Rumble, but Chad Gable, Otis, Titus O'Neil, Xavier Woods, Angela Dawkins, Damian Priest, Meechin, Montez Ford were all in town, and they were doing media as well. This afternoon, WWE filmed a Sonya Charlotte angle during an interview on Friday, which we saw tonight with emo fucking asshole, fucked up haircut geek. I want to punch him in the face because he looks like a fat slob. Ryan Satin, they showed his shit podcast interview on SmackDown today and they filmed an uh, an angle there with uh, Sonya Deville and the Android. So uh, nobody cares. Ryan Satin, thank you for coming and thank you for being a part of a storyline that legitimately zero people give a shit about. Uh, Tradition 
As per tradition, WWE is filming a lot of additional digital and Peacock content. However, Fightful says that they were told that WWE brought in nowhere nearly as many people or legends for media or filming than last year. Why? I don't know. I'm assuming it's about this year and the talent that they have right now on the roster and building for a fantastic WrestleMania with no outside worldly interference. It's all I can imagine. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Impact Wrestlings, Tommy. <laughs> Why are we mentioning Impact Wrestling during a Royal Rumble rundown? Right? Nobody watches Impact Wrestling, man. Come on. Come on over here, man. Nobody gives a fuck about Impact Wrestling. I know. I know, man. Come on. <laughs> How many people they had this week, man? What, three? No, six. I'm sorry, man. It's double from what I gave you. That's, that's great, man. Six people. You keep working on that, man. You keep working on watching Impact in those empty arenas, man. Nobody gives a fuck about it. Nobody watches Impact Wrestling, okay? Give me a fucking break with this shit. Impact. <laughs> Victoria's back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, if I want to laugh on a Thursday night, man, I swear to God, I'll go watch fucking Axis TV, man. I mean, the, the, the comedy never stops, man. The comedy never stops. Impact's right. <laughs> oh, Impact's wrestling. Tommy Dreamer was in town doing work with Busted Open Radio. Congratulations, who gives a shit? Several talent were speculating that they believe Pat McAfee would be back soon, with one saying that they heard his name mentioned for the Royal Rumble. I would assume Pat McAfee's going to be back anytime now. Uh, don't know if that's going to be a commentator as well on SmackDown. We will see. As of a few weeks ago, WWE had turned down a few names that had contacted them for years past for the Women's Royal Rumble and told some that they're more focused on active talents. Oh, my goodness. This is definitely the Triple H administration. That being said, there was a request to pitch unconventional surprises. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Bella Twins can complain and cry about this one, too, being that WWE doesn't want to use legends for the Royal Rumble this year. What the fuck did Triple H go out and spend all that money for, bringing back all the names that Vince McMahon fired? The reason why he brought all them back, um, it may not be the reason, but Triple H brought all these names back because he sat at home and saw, Jesus fucking Christ, what are they doing to the Women's Royal Rumble? Half of the field 
was returning legends that have no bearing on WWE television. So Triple H brought back quality names, and he's going to fill the Royal Rumble with current names, returning names that he's brought back that Vince fired, and he's going to fill the rest with NXT talent. I could see Cora Jade in the Royal Rumble. I could see Roxanne Perez in the Royal Rumble. I could, I could have seen Nikita Lyons in the Royal Rumble, but she got injured. She tore her ACL and her meniscus. I could see Zoe Stark in the Royal Rumble. I could see a returning Mandy Rose show up in the Royal Rumble. We don't know. We don't know. Should be a uh, decent little women's Royal Rumble, to say the least. Cody's merchandise apparently was selling like crazy this weekend, and they were completely sold out at one point of Cody's merchandise, but, com- but then restocked at the WWE Superstore in San Antonio, Texas. If that doesn't tell you who people are going for, I don't know what does. Last year, there was a strict decree to not use NXT talent in the Royal Rumble because of Vince McMahon, obviously. Uh, We've not heard if that's the case this year. Uh, I don't uh, have any sources, and I'm not trying to overstep Fightful's report here, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming that that decree is no longer. I think that is deleted. I think WWE will indeed use NXT talent in the Royal Rumble this year. The Bloodline. They're going to have a major part of the Royal Rumble, clearly, obviously. And Dana Brooke spoke as if she... (laughs) Oh, man. I know, I know, man. No, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke in the Royal Rumble, man. You believe there are people out there that think Dana Brooke is going to win the Royal Rumble? Oh, They're just as bad as the Impact, folk. I know, I know. Dana Brooke spoke as if she was going to be in the Royal Rumble match as of today, though she's not officially announced. She's been in every woman's Royal Rumble match. Shotzi was also planned for the Rumble as of Friday night. So I could see that uh, WWE is going to be loading up the Royal Rumble with current women. And the Bella Twins will probably drink themselves silly on white wine because they're not invited to the Royal Rumble. So that is the latest on all of the Rumble news and notes. Hopefully you guys uh, caught most of that. Some of you are uh, coming in from AEW Rampage. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. I want to get into this Sami Zayn, Ariel Hawani interview. And there's a lot to digest here, okay? Then we'll get into SmackDown and uh, we will uh, do the thing tonight on the podcast. Sami Zayn was interviewed by Ariel Hawani. And I listened to this on the way home from the gym today. It was about 30 minutes. It's on the YouTube channel of BT Sport. And I thought this was a fantastic interview. Ariel Hawani is always good at these things. And it was very similar to what I talked about on the podcast live last night on OTS. Thursday night, we were live And we went over the report that Sami Zayn could be planned to win the Royal Rumble on Saturday night. But I gave you several reasons why it could happen, why it should happen. And then I also gave you reasons as to why Cody Rhodes should win the Royal Rumble and why WWE needs to book this very, very carefully. Otherwise, they run the risk of blowing everything up and ruining Cody's return. And that's not going to be a good thing because he doesn't deserve that. Ariel Hawani. He asked Sami Zayn, could you have imagined that the Ark would have come to this territory where you are one of the most talked about and entertaining popular guys in the business today? 
Now, the reason why this is, is because A. Sami Zayn is fucking great. He's talented. He knows exactly what to do out there. He's great on the mic. His body language and facial expressions are great. He's a great in-ring performer. He's got everything. The only thing that he doesn't have is he's not the, the stereotypical look of a WWE superstar. He's not six foot seven. He's not 260 pounds. He's not fucking standing there with 12-pack abs. He's not Roman Reigns. But he's got everything else. He knows this. He said so himself. Zayn responded, yes, I don't want to come off as conceited or anything like that. However, we already, at this time this year, or last year, the idea was already in my head. Now, I did think, would it ever happen? No. For a lot of this stuff, I mean, like this whole thing of like, you know, because I've said this in other interviews, but there was initially an idea because at the time I was calling myself the locker room leader. He was the conspiracy theorist. And he was the locker room leader. Roman Reigns is obviously the head of the table. Actually, coincidentally, it was an interview with Roman that he did with you that kind of spawned all of this because you had asked him, is there anyone you would particularly want to work with? And he mentioned my name, which I took as a huge compliment. So one time we were talking and I was like, man, I had this idea. Like, it'd be so fun to do some on-screen stuff. Some of it was his idea too, like, where it could go. But basically, it wasn't to be like a full-fledged member of the bloodline or anything like that. But it would be very cool if we had this periodic relationship where, hey, I'm just checking in on you. How's it going? Just to be able to show his character, a new side of his character, to show some range. And obviously, it doesn't hurt me to rub up with Roman Reigns on TV. So that was sort of the inception. Where I thought it could go is eventually, you know, you get closer and whatever, and it could turn all, or, or, or it could all lead to a turn. So I kind of had this idea of how it would go. I just didn't think it would actually happen. In fact, even when the bloodline stuff started about two months in, I was like, okay, I don't think this is going anywhere. Maybe it's just time to go in a different direction. It must have been three months. Then what happened is finally the stars kind of aligned because... Me and Roman were kept away from each other for the first few months. I think that was done by design. I can't say for sure, but I think. Then finally, Montreal, SmackDown, the Usos aren't there. Jimmy Uso's not there. Jay Uso's not there. Heyman is not there. The stars kind of aligned. Hey, we're finally on screen together, and there's some good chemistry, and the crowd there obviously loves me, so that heightened everything. That really gave it a whole new life. That was in August, and currently we're almost at the end of January. And now I can't really imagine Sami Zayn on TV without Roman Reigns because the dynamic has been so fucking great. And he's killed every single segment he's been in with Roman Reigns. And the reason why he wasn't on TV, I'm just going to take a logical stab at this. The reason why he wasn't really on TV with Roman Reigns is because Vince McMahon was around at that time and, and he didn't really see Sami Zayn in the same light as Roman Reigns and didn't think that they would be or should be on television together because... I mean, Roman Reigns is up here, and he probably thought Sami Zayn was down here. Ariel Hawani asked, was there any part of you that felt like you had to earn their trust just to be a part of this bloodline? Zayn said, if I'm being brutally honest here, maybe Paul Heyman is the one I felt I had to convince because I think he's old school. This, this actually surprised me. This answer surprised me a little bit. I thought he was going to definitely say the, uh, the Usos and Roman Reigns. But I think he's very good friends with Jimmy and Jay Uso outside of WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Roman's his guy, and Brock is his guy. He's very familiar with the top of the card. 
for him to be able to buy into me being a part of the act, that's at the top of the card. I don't want him to be one of those guys that's grabbing Roman and going, look, you can't work with him. He just did this stuff with Johnny Knoxville or whatever. I don't think we should work with him. I know Roman knows I'm pretty good. That's why he said what he said in the interview with you. I know the Usos think I'm pretty good, and I think all these guys are great. There's a a mutual respect. We are peers. With Heyman, it's a bit more, he's more strategic about things, things that I wouldn't think of. Or he looks at the business in different ways, in ways that sometimes I wouldn't look at. You know what I mean? So if there was anyone that I thought wouldn't be on board or that I would have to, you know, convince, it would be Paul Heyman. So now clearly, uh, he's gained the trust of Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman is somebody that looks at things very differently than a lot of people. That's why everybody respects him. He's got a different view of everything that's going on, and he definitely has the finger on the pulse. He knows more than uh, a lot of people, and... If he's saying something, more than likely people are going to listen. On if he feels the fans will revolt if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, similar to Daniel Bryan back in 2014. This is what I was really shocked to hear. I did not think that him winning the Royal Rumble, let alone the comparisons between him and Daniel Bryan back in 2014, where they fucked that shit up. I did not think these aspects would be brought to the table in this interview. I legitimately, if you guys watch my podcast on Thursday night, I legitimately brought these topics to the discussion. I gave you this very scenario. Dave Batista won the Royal Rumble in 2014. The main event for WrestleMania that year was supposed to be Dave Bautista and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Well, the World Heavyweight Championship. Daniel Bryan factored into nothing at WrestleMania. The Yes Movement was growing and growing and growing and growing. Now, Bryan on that same night wrestled Bray Wyatt in what I consider Bray Wyatt's best match ever. I thought that match was incredible. Daniel Bryan, everybody thought that he was coming out at number 30 in that Royal Rumble. And when the buzzer went off and Brian's music did not hit, Rey Mysterio came out at number 30. I never heard Rey Mysterio booed out of a building like that on any given night in my entire life. And the Royal Rumble was hijacked. Dave Batista knew knew they fucked up. WWE knew they fucked up. And they quickly went to go scramble and change things to make it right. They, They, this is what they do. They are so stuck in their ways, they do not listen to the fans. I don't know how you know that Brian is the right man and you don't go with Daniel Bryan. So what they did was rewrite everything. Brian wrestled Triple H in the opening match at WrestleMania 30, one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. He goes on to beat the rest of Evolution, and that's it. He beats Randy Orton and Dave Bautista in a triple threat match, and they made it a night for him that will be the crowning moment of that man's career. They put him over big time because they knew exactly what they needed to do. There was a revolt from the fan base, a revolt from the fan base in 2014. And if WWE did not give us Daniel Bryan, those shows would have been hijacked all WrestleMania season. They knew they had to change it. Do I think that it's going to be the same level of hijack or same level of revolt this time with Sami Zayn? No. 
The one way you could avoid that happening is don't put Sami Zayn in the Royal Rumble. If Sami Zayn is not planned to win the Royal Rumble, if you don't have Sami Zayn on that creative fucking on that creative line sheet to win the Royal Rumble, then don't put him in the Royal Rumble. Because if he is in the Royal Rumble, then I will say that there will be revolt. Because if he's in the Royal Rumble and gets eliminated by whomever, it could be anybody, people are going to boo. And when Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble or The Rock, whoever, wins the Royal Rumble, the one lasting image that they will have is Sami Zayn being eliminated and they will not accept the winner of the Royal Rumble because they wanted Sami Zayn. So WWE needs to take this approach of out of sight, out of mind. Do what you got to do with Sami in the world title match with Roman and Kevin Owens, and don't put him in the Royal Rumble. If you put him in the Royal Rumble and he gets eliminated, the rest of the Royal Rumble match will be off. Trust me. Trust me. When was it where Brian was actually in the Royal Rumble? What was it, the following year, 2015? Brian was in the Royal Rumble. He made the Royal Rumble this year because WWE didn't include him the year before, and he got eliminated in five minutes. The rest of the match was hijacked. The rest of the match was off. No. You know what happened at the end of that match. Roman Reigns won the fucking Royal Rumble, and The Rock stood there next to Roman Reigns, and they booed them both out of the building. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to even test the fans in San Antonio, Texas, for Sami Zayn. Do not put Sami Zayn in the Royal Rumble if he is not going to win the Royal Rumble. Now... Cody, Cody's the other option. I'm going with Cody still. A lot of these people, you know, I posted some clips on YouTube. I posted some shorts. I posted some TikToks. Oh, but, uh, but I thought you wanted Cody. Uh, why are you being uh, hypocritical? I- I'm not being hypocr- hypocritical. I just told you yesterday again, and I'm telling you right now again, that I'm going with Cody. Cody is the reason that the Rumble will go off as one of the most epic Royal Rumbles of all time. He will win the Royal Rumble. He will battle Roman Reigns. At WrestleMania. That's my pick. I hope to God it's not The Rock. That would be terrible. I'm going with Cody. He makes the most sense. But the thing is, there is a reason for Cody to win the Royal Rumble, and there is a reason for Sammy to win the Royal Rumble. Now, I know a lot of people want Sammy to win the Royal Rumble because it's rich in story. The story is there. It's the product of long-term booking. The greatest story right now is Sami Zayn. And Cody Rhodes right now, if he comes back and wins the Royal Rumble, I'm not saying that Cody and Roman won't be a great story, because Cody and Roman are going to have their separate story, and Sami Zayn's going to be booted out of the bloodline, and they will have their own thing going into WrestleMania with the Usos. I'm sure everything will work out great. But with Cody, the thing is, Cody's injury really put a damper on his momentum. And in the time that Cody was absent, Sami Zayn got hot, and you can't ignore Sami Zayn right now. So if you tell me you want Sami Zayn to win the Royal Rumble and you give me fucking A, B, C, D, E about why Sami Zayn should win the Royal Rumble, I'm not going to argue about Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble because it's something that I'd love to see as well because it's the product of long-term booking and it makes the most sense. Sami Zayn, honestly, right now, no matter if I want Cody or not, I want Cody to win the Royal Rumble. But at the end of the day, if you're asking me which one makes more sense, Sami Zayn makes more sense. Sami Zayn makes more sense than Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes right now, you know... Jesse made a great point to me tonight, and this is a great comparison. Remember when Kofi Kingston won the WWE Championship from Brian at WrestleMania, and everybody was like, oh my God, what a moment. 
That was never supposed to be Kofi Kingston's moment. Kofi Kingston ran with it. Fans got and rallied behind Kofi Kingston, and they had no choice but to go with Kofi Kingston. He was incredible in that entire run. But the real situation was Ali's. This is Mustafa Ali's moment. The only reason why Kofi Kingston got that moment was because Mustafa Ali had his orbital bone broken by Randy Orton. Kofi Kingston ran with it. Jesse compared Cody Rhodes to Ali in this situation. Now, Cody Rhodes is obviously not Ali, but the situation is different. Cody Rhodes... He's out with injury, coming back at the Royal Rumble. Ali, out with injury. He missed WrestleMania, missed that opportunity. And in that moment, Kofi Kingston got hot. In this moment, Sami Zayn got hot. You go with who's hot. And Sami Zayn is the one who's hot right now. Now the question is, on top of who's going to win tomorrow night, the question is, does WWE give the WWE title, the World Championship, the Undisputed Championship to Sami Zayn? I said this tonight, and I said this on the podcast last night. I cannot, no matter how much I adore Sami Zayn, and he said so himself in this podcast or this interview with Ariel Hawani, I cannot see the WWE giving Sami Zayn a real run with the WWE Championship. It will definitely mirror something like a Kofi Kingston if it does, and I mean if it does happen. Sami Zayn is not going to be the face of WWE for the next five years. Sami Zayn is not going to be the future of the WWE, the one to carry the company on its back. He's not going to be the one doing interviews and fucking tonight shows and all this other shit. It's going to be one of those situations where it finishes a story. It's the finality of the bloodline story. We pay it off. We go with the fucking feel good moment. Good overcomes evil and we move on. I have a feeling WWE is looking at the main event of WrestleMania and not thanking Sami Zayn, and there's a reason for that, and that reason is Vince McMahon. There is no fucking way that I could sit here and tell you, yes, Sami Zayn is going to be the WWE champion because I'd be lying to each and every one of you. Vince McMahon would never, and I mean never, in this lifetime and the next 10 lifetimes, Put the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Championship on Sami Zayn and have Sami Zayn be the one to beat Roman Reigns. It's not going to happen. Roman Reigns has held the title for 880 days. By the time we get to WrestleMania, it will be well past 900 days. You mean to tell me that out of everybody that Roman Reigns has slayed, Sami Zayn's going to be the one to beat Roman Reigns? What happens after that? Where does WWE go with Sami Zayn as world champion? Yes, it's a feel-good moment, but I feel like after WrestleMania, the WWE Undisputed Championship will have no legs to stand on, and the WWE will be looking at it in regret. We won't be looking at it in regret because all we want is great storytelling. Cody Rhodes is the guy that they want to go with, or The Rock. They want that mega match at WrestleMania. I cannot see, while Vince is alive, looking at a WrestleMania main event on night two of Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn for the world championship. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being honest with you. Don't sit there and concoct a way that Cody and Sammy can do it. Don't sit there and concoct a way where Cody and Sammy walk out of WrestleMania with both championships. That is not logical. Stop reading social media. 
That is absolutely ludicrous. You cannot take any championships off of Roman Reigns before WrestleMania is over. It happens once and once only. He should not drop a title. He should not forfeit a title. He should not lose a title on night one to Sami Zayn and then lose on night two to Cody Rhodes. Well, why not, J.D.? Why not go with two feel-good stories over one? Because if you beat Roman Reigns on Saturday, it completely devalues the championship and whomever beats him on Sunday because Roman's held the title up until this point at 880 days. He's going to be at 930 or some odd days, 50 days uh, at at WrestleMania. And you want to have him lose before he drops both championships? No. You can't have Roman lose one title and then hold on to another title to go into the second night of WrestleMania. It defeats the entire purpose of everything. Stop. I get you want a fantasy book, but fucking Christ, I'm glad most of you do not run a wrestling company and hold a pen in your hand to write the fucking show. That would be fucking awful. Stop and stop while you're ahead. I don't want to hear it. Sami Zayn's not going to WrestleMania, and he's not going to win the World Championship. He will get his match at the Elimination Chamber. And I will be be somebody that is, you know, very fair and balanced. If Sami Zayn is not in the main event of WrestleMania, he should absolutely be in the main event of the Elimination Chamber against Roman. And then that's where everything just comes to a complete blow. But Cody is the guy. And if Cody's not the guy... I don't know who the fuck is the guy. It's either Cody or Dwayne. And I take Dwayne to get the fuck out. Cody's the guy. Cody's the guy to beat Roman. The story will be there, and I'm sure they will write something epic for that conclusion. But if Sami Zayn is going into Saturday night, and he's in the Royal Rumble, I could see him winning. But it's also a risk that WWE is going to have to fucking live with. Sammy's in the Rumble and gets eliminated and doesn't win the Royal Rumble, Cody's going to be the one fucked over. And I will say this again. If Sami Zayn is not in the Royal Rumble, right? If Sami Zayn is not planned to win the Royal Rumble, then he should not be in the Royal Rumble. So he did talk about the revolt. He did talk about the revolt. And he says, is there a possibility, whether it's Cody, whether it's anybody, if it's done right, You can almost do anything. It has to be well done. It has to be just right. If it's not done right, then there could be some kind of backlash. Man, the story made the most sense. He was the guy the fans liked. Everything was right. Everything was right there. But they went this way. If they don't do it right, there is a possibility of contempt towards whoever the person is, whether it's Cody, whether it's anybody else. It could be anybody. If it's not done right, it could kind of hurt that person. He has no idea what the plans are for the Royal Rumble. He has nothing at all. It just doesn't feel that way. I try to listen to the fans. I try not to pay too much attention to the online thing, but I'm sure there's a good percentage. Again, if you follow nothing else but the storyline, it's a layup that I would be in that conversation. What actually ends up happening is, again, out of my control. Even he admitted it. Even he admitted it. But if they are going, if there is a sliver of a chance WWE is going to go with Sami Zayn, A, like he said, it's got to be right. 
B, I'd love to see them take a risk because they don't take any risks whatsoever. WWE is afraid of taking risks. And to me, this season, this WrestleMania season feels different than any other WrestleMania season that I've done with this podcast since WrestleMania 30. Because long-term booking is key. Long-term booking is a priority. This WrestleMania should be the WrestleMania where the greatest story is told. Which is the greatest story? This is what it's going to really boil down to. What is the greatest story? Cody Rhodes, who's been out for seven months, chasing the WWE Championship, wanting to win it to honor his father? Or is it Sami Zayn, who's been white hot for seven months in the bloodline and is about to embark on one of the biggest moments of his life? Which is the better story? Which is the bigger story? Going to go with Sami Zayn. And if they go either way, I'm not going to complain because... I love Sammy. I love stories. I love the long-term booking. I love this particular story, but I also love Cody Rhodes and the story that he has to tell at WrestleMania. And please, as an asterisk here, don't tell me that Cody can win the WWE Championship at a SummerSlam or a Backlash or a Survivor Series. You want to do what is right for Cody, and what is right is him coming back to win the title at WrestleMania. If he wins it at a fucking Backlash... It is not going to have the same impact of winning the world championship at WrestleMania. Again, people need to get the fuck off Twitter and stop spewing unintelligent garbage in my direction. Cody winning the title at WrestleMania is his story. Not Cody winning the title at SummerSlam or at Backlash or at Clash of the Castle or at Money in the Bank. At WrestleMania. Quit while you're ahead, please. Sami Zayn was very humble, said that he could not be the face of the WWE. I'm not as big as Roman, Cena, Brock, or whoever. And that's typically the guy that is at the head of the scene because they want a certain projection, I think, for the long haul. Could I win the world title? I think especially because of the way the story is done. As I said a moment ago, if you do anything right, fans will buy into it. And that's why they're so vested in this storyline. Long-term booking. Monday Night Raw's ratings on Monday were 2.6, 2.7 for the Bloodline segment, Trial of Sami Zayn. They are invested in story. And if WWE writes as good as they've given us this Bloodline story, it doesn't matter who is in the main event of WrestleMania because fans will watch, because fans want stories. Fans want to invest, and that's what they're doing with Sami Zayn. So... I think at this point, the way things are built, I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen, but if it was me and Roman at WrestleMania and I beat Roman and we did it the right way and we've been doing this for the last nine months, no one is going to go, bogus, I'm out. I can't take that because we've done it. I think I could be a guy who could carry the title for six months, go on Jimmy Fallon, make a couple of jokes, have him do his fake laugh that he does, all that good stuff. Sure, I could do that. I could probably do that in my sleep, to be honest. It's just... I understand the company's projection of what they see as the face of the company not being the champion. The champion and the face are almost two different things. That is something that a lot of people are going to overlook. The champion and the face are two different things. They are. Sami Zayn can be the champion. He doesn't necessarily have to be the face of the company because he is the champion. Roman's the face of the company. Sami Zayn could be the WWE champion, but Roman's going to be the face of the company. I feel like I could be the champion, no problem. As far as being the guy... That they like. Number one, he's our guy. He's the poster boy. He's the ultimate representation of what our company is. I know physically, I don't fit that mold. 
So I don't know if that's me like being self-deprecating or what it is, but I'm a realist when it comes to that. All in all, most of these points that Ariel Hawani brought to Sami Zayn, I raised in last night's podcast. And I'm very proud that I gave you guys this discussion because it's very important. I feel like it needs to be discussed. There are similarities to Brian and what happened to him at WrestleMania 30 and what happened in that Royal Rumble with Dave Bautista winning the 2014 Royal Rumble. There are similarities to what could happen in the 2015 Royal Rumble where Brian got eliminated in five minutes. You don't want that to happen. Hijack the rest of the Royal Rumble. But I'm not comparing Zayn and Brian because the Yes Movement and the Bloodline are, are two completely different storylines. But there are similarities there. But I feel like this needs to be discussed because a lot of people are overlooking this shit. Another thing I want to point out is if Sami Zayn gets the match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, who exactly are you going to put in the ring with Kevin Owens and the Usos at WrestleMania? You know, by you doing Roman and Sami at WrestleMania, theoretically, I want you guys to think if they actually go and do this, you're taking away two... You're taking away two WrestleMania matches that could have been Roman and Cody, and you're taking away spots for the Usos and Kevin Owens. Why would you do that? Now, I know some people are throwing some matches at me. You know, you could put the Usos in there against Imperium. You could put the Usos in there in a ladder match or Street Profits or all this, this, all, all this other nonsense that people are talking about. That's great, but it's not WrestleMania. That's great, but it's lifeless. It's great. And great for money in the bank or great for a fucking backlash or, or whatever. But it's not great for WrestleMania. It, it's soulless. By you doing Sammy and Roman, you're, 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 you're basically taking away a WrestleMania match from the Usos and Kevin Owens because they're going to be left with nothing to do. And they're a part of the story just as much as Sami Zayn is a part of the story. So why not give us what the story is telling us it's going to be? Owens and Zayn versus the Usos, and Roman is going to have his problem with Cody Rhodes. Cam G! With a $100 super chat! Why do people want Seth Rollins to win the Royal Rumble? I don't think that's the move. What do you think, JD? Much love keeping, keep being an inspiration OTS for life. Cam G... Cheers to you, brother. Thank you so much for the 100 bomb. Cam G getting the party started big time with the 100 bomb this Royal Rumble weekend. Seth Rollins is not winning the Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins factors into nothing that's going on right now with Roman Reigns and the bloodline. I honestly do think that Cody, this is the way I do it. I've said this for months. Cody at number one, Seth Rollins at number two. And they last all the way till the end, and they're the final two in the Royal Rumble. My final four are Austin Theory, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and Solo Sokoa. Those are my final four. One last thing before we get into the actual SmackDown show. Vince McMahon. This goes, this goes in line with what I just talked about, man. Vince McMahon and Triple H do not see... Sami Zayn as the face of WWE. There may be some optimism in some of you when I finish reading this report, but this comes from Dave Meltzer. Take it with a grain of salt. Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Live talked about 
Sammy Zane's comments on the Ariel Hawani podcast. Sammy stated that he knows that he doesn't look like Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or John Cena, and that's why he can never be the face of the WWE, but he could see himself holding the WWE title for a few months. Dave Meltzer discussed some of the previous champions that were not positioned to be the face of the company, and he said that Sammy is being slotted in that category by Vince McMahon and Triple H. Sammy's not going to be the guy, but yeah, Sammy can win the championship. At this point, I would kind of go in that direction where he would win the championship, but as far as making him the face of the company, can they do that? Sure, but they won't. I've been absolutely told that Vince McMahon and Paul Levesque do not see him as the face of the company. That doesn't mean he's not going to win the Rumble. It doesn't mean he's going to be in the Rumble. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He basically said the same thing. It's not going to happen. Get this. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was interviewed by the Daily Star. He noted that if he was in charge of creative, this is how transpiring this entire story is. It's got everybody talking and what they would do. Jericho noted if he was in charge of creative that he would have Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. He says this, I don't watch WWE just from a time standpoint, but I follow, and I think that story is awesome because it's organic. They didn't plan it to be that big. Sammy is the perfect example of an organic character that the fans made into a star, and I think it all started last year at WrestleMania with the Johnny Knoxville match, which was brilliant. That's when he finally became Sami Zayn, and if I was booking WWE, the main event of WrestleMania would be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn, and Sammy goes over. You can bring in Rock, you can put Cody in the position and bring in Austin, but much like Jericho and Owens, Sammy and Roman is the story that's been grown and built. The payoff needs to be Sammy winning that's what I would do. And if there's anybody that knows about creating stars, it's Chris Jericho. And if Chris Jericho's giving you an opinion like that, it should be held in the highest regard. Because he's done it with AEW time and time and time again and will continue to do it well after his retirement. So that is what is going on in the world of Royal Rumble, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. It is definitely a topic for discussion. I want you guys to sound off and let me know how you would handle it. I brought every point of attack to you in this situation. At the end of it all, I am very excited about tomorrow night. I love the unpredictability of the Royal Rumble. I love the field of the Royal Rumble. That has not been fully announced yet. I believe there's like maybe nine or eight. Eight or nine spots that have not been filled yet. I don't know who's going to be in there, but from the field that I've seen, this has been a gripe of mine in the Royal Rumble, and I'm sure I will reiterate this tomorrow night live. WWE has lined up the Royal Rumble with singles individuals, singles competitors. You don't see Angelo Dawkins in the Royal Rumble. You don't see Montez Ford in the Royal Rumble. You don't see, you know, uh, I don't know, Otis in the Royal Rumble, even though he's a big guy. You don't see Ludwig Kaiser in the Royal Rumble or Giovanni Vinci in the Royal Rumble. You see singles wrestlers. It's been one of my major gripes about the Royal Rumble. Why are you putting an Angelo Dawkins in the Royal Rumble, taking a spot away from a top-tier contender to win the Royal Rumble, when we all know Angelo Dawkins, one half of the Street Profits, has zero chance of going to WrestleMania and being a world champion? So I don't know if that's their mentality, 
But from the field so far, there's not one single tag team wrestler like that in the Royal Rumble, which is good for me. The more singles competitors and the more open fields that could win, the better the Royal Rumble will be. We're going to get into the show tonight. I wanted to go over all that for you guys, and that was the most important stuff. This is going to be a big night tomorrow night. Uh, My boy, Dr. Evil Genius, are you in the chat, bro? I'm looking at the chat right now. I need to know if my guy, Dr. Evil Genius, is in the chat. Until he responds, uh, listen, guys, I want to thank you guys for showing up tonight. Tomorrow's a big night. Tomorrow's a big night. The Royal Rumble last year was one of my highest rated shows all year. All year. We did 5,500 live viewers last year. I'm going to need you guys to show up tomorrow because I want to break that record tomorrow night. The Royal Rumble Review did 94,000 plus. Genius. Uh, genius. Type in your your uh, your streaming channel in the chat and I'll pin it at the top. My guy, Dr. Evil Genius, is going to have, potentially, he's got to confirm with me, he's going to have a watch along for the Royal Rumble. And I want you guys to join his live stream watch along because not only is he a good friend of mine, but... He knows a thing or two about pro wrestling, and he's got a very mindful eye about what is going on. So if you guys want a new take, if you guys want a fun take, if you guys want an entertaining watch-along, if you guys have nothing to do, I would recommend you guys hang out with Dr. Evil Genius tomorrow night. Last year, we did 5,500, and I want to break that tomorrow night, man. 94,000 views. We did over 4,000 likes, and... Ah, Jesse, Jesse, come on, man. Jesus Christ, bro. Don't worry, geek. I always got you covered, man. I want to break that tomorrow night. 94,000 views, over 4,000 likes. We did the thing last year. I want to do it again this year. So please... Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. It is on the homepage, including last night's podcast. Excellent stuff. Talk about a variety of topics. I'm going to need you guys to hit that thumbs up, man. We got 700 likes in the chat. We got 2,400 people in here. I'm going to need 1,000 likes minimum. Minimum. So please hit that thumbs up. Helps us out in the YouTube algorithm world. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We got Cam G throwing a bomb. 100 in the super chat. Let's try and join Cam G tonight. With the Super Chats, we'll hang out at the end of the show with our cold beverages. And please, if you guys want to become a channel member, become a VIP, hit that join button down below. You guys get awesome perks. You guys get emotes, badges, and you guys get VIP access to Off The Script every Sunday on the channel. 
So make sure you guys hit that join button, become a channel member right here on OTS. SmackDown tonight, man. Not a bad show. There was a lot to like about this show tonight, and it flew by. It honestly flew by. WWE had a great week this week, and they started things off tonight with the Usos arriving to the building. A black SUV drove up and out walked Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, and Solo Sokoa. Sami Zayn was told by Roman on Monday during the trial to stay away. And Sami Zayn did not stay away. I, I wonder if this is going to have a backlash on Sami Zayn tomorrow at the Royal Rumble. So Sami Zayn snuck out of a trailer and called over Jay for a private chat. He said what he did for him on Monday is something he won't forget. Jay was nervous about talking too long because he said he's disobeying the tribal chief. But Sami says he wanted to catch up and tell him in person. I guess to Sami Zayn, cell phones don't exist. I, I, I don't know. Well, he didn't talk to Jay Uso before Friday night. You know, all Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to talk to Jay Uso. He needed to talk to Jay Uso on Friday. A little silly, little unrealistic, but what are you going to do with Sami Zayn? We can't hit on it. He shook hands with Sami, said he's got his back, and Sami says if he needs him, he will do whatever he can to help him, no matter what, to repay him. Sami put his black hoodie on. He walked away, and the Usos entered the arena. Rey Mysterio. He went one-on-one with Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross has been a very polarizing figure in WWE because a lot of people expected a lot more from him, and a lot of people don't feel like he's lived up to the billing, lived up to the excitement, lived up to the big return that Triple H had planned for him in WWE. Now, his feuds with Drew McIntyre have been pretty decent. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they were, oh my God, you got to go out and rewatch him again, and blah, blah, blah. They were decent. The strap match, I enjoyed. Some people did not. The steel cage match, I enjoyed. A lot of people enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But this feud with Rey Mysterio was something that a lot of people were looking for. And a lot of people were looking forward to this because it would open up the door for Karrion Cross to kind of break out. If you can't get over in a match against Rey Mysterio, who's one of the most over individuals in the history of the business, I, I, I don't know if there's anything that's going to help Karrion Cross. The good thing is Karrion Cross looked very good tonight. The flow of the match was good. The pacing was good. He looked great in there. He was doing things that we didn't really see him do yet. You know, things that he could get away with because Rey Mysterio is, you know, about the size of his fucking leg. But there was a nice rolling German suplex, or not a German suplex, a rolling uh, overhead German suplex or belly-to-belly suplex, whatever the case may be. You know, uh, the same thing that Nick Jackson does from the Young Bucks. Those overhead uh, belly-to-belly suplexes he rolls through. He did something like that, showing a little bit of his athleticism. He was moving around in there. He played up to the crowd very well because Ray is obviously the dominant babyface, and he's the heel. At one point, he tried to take the mask off of Rey Mysterio. That got him a lot of heat. He did all the right things. He did everything you needed to do. The only downside to this is I wish this match would have went a little bit longer. And that was it. Other than that, I thought it was a success for Karrion Cross here tonight. So, solid opener. They both look very good. Cross's best match since coming back to SmackDown, no doubt. 
Mysterio was on fire early with a Hurricane Karana, head scissors, cross, took the offense, took out Mysterio with a clothesline. He continued to beat Mysterio down at ringside. Mysterio fought back, sending Cross into the ring post. He then hit a sliding sunset flip into the barricade on Cross. We go to commercial break. Cross, coming back from commercial, took over, hit a backbreaker, goes for a cover, gets a two count. Mysterio went for a suicide dive, but Cross caught him and slammed him on the ring apron. So they're back in the ring, and Mysterio is gaining some momentum. He's starting to recover, starting to make a little bit of a comeback. Scarlet trips him up as he's running the ropes. Mysterio then gets Cross in position to the 619, hits the 619 on Cross. He goes up to the top rope, hits the splash, Cross kicks out. He kicks out of the 619 and kicks out of the big splash. Cross took over. Northern Lights suplex rolls through, looked really good. But Mysterio reversed this sequence of moves into a crucifix and gets the upset victory over Rey Mysterio. Good stuff. Good stuff. I just wish it was a little bit longer. There were some people, especially on my Twitter feed, because I tweeted about the match, Karrion Cross is buried. Karrion Cross lost to Rey Mysterio. This is no good. Karrion Cross is now buried. If there's one word that I'm going to mute on social media, it's the word fucking buried, so I never see it on my timeline again because nobody uses the word buried in the right way. Karrion Cross is not buried. I don't know how you get Karrion Cross losing to Rey Mysterio as Karrion Cross being buried. First of all, he kicked out of the 619 and the big frog splash off the top rope, basically on a one count. He's not buried. This is the first match in a series of matches. He's not buried. He, he looked dominant in there against Rey Mysterio. He's not buried. He has a Royal Rumble match on Saturday. His first ever Royal Rumble match on Saturday. The same Royal Rumble match that Rey Mysterio will also be a part of. He is not buried. It's going to be a long match. I don't see Cross being eliminated in fucking 60 seconds either. So he could get his revenge in the Royal Rumble. He's not buried. This was his first loss, pinfall loss, since he's returned to WWE. Once again, Karrion Cross is not buried. So stop using the word buried when you don't know what the word means in the pro wrestling landscape. Charlotte buries. Cross was not buried. Austin Theory. I'm buried, yes. I want some Frankenberry or blueberries or raspberries. I love cranberries. Karrion Cross is not anything buried. Austin Theory. He's on SmackDown. Don't know why we needed Austin Theory on SmackDown, but here we are. He walks out, and I could honestly say to you guys, because uh, maybe I wasn't really paying attention because it's just so awful, but Austin Theory has some of the worst theme music in all of WWE. I don't know what that theme music is. A-Town Down, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know what, what the theme music is. It is genuinely fucking awful. If this guy is going to be the face of any company, he needs new theme music. Let's get him some new theme music. That shit is cringe as fuck. He's out there, and he said it's Royal Rumble season, so anything can happen. Theory said the champ is here. Starts off his promo with the champ is here. 
So he says he's on SmackDown and he's on his way to San Antonio and he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Austin Theory is not going to win the Royal Rumble, but my prediction is Austin Theory will be the Iron Man of the Royal Rumble. New Day, they come out, they dance out there, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston wearing their NXT Tag Team Championships. This is a Triple H administration because if this was a Vince McMahon administration, there would be no sign of NXT anything on this show. Kofi says there are only three Austins he respects. Austin Creed, Xavier, Stone Cold Steve, the city of Austin where he resides. And Xavier Woods said Theory is used to being on a three-hour show where there's more time to kill and he can ramble and waste time. He said SmackDown is the efficient show and they get right to business immediately. So basically, Xavier Woods is giving you a shoot right here and and you didn't even know it. It probably flew right underneath your nose. Xavier Woods is telling you that Monday Night Raw is too long, that three hours is too long, they have so much time to kill on SmackDown because it's three hours, and SmackDown is the two-hour show because it's the efficient show. Shoot. If we could get Monday Night Raw back to two hours at some point in our lifetime, it will be the greatest change the show has ever seen. So they get into the ring. Kofi asked Theory if he thinks he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Theory said, that's exactly what I said. Xavier and Kofi laughed. They said one of them is going to win the Royal Rumble. And when one of them wins, all of them wins, including Big E. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. If Xavier Woods wins the Royal Rumble, it's not Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Big E going to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. All of a sudden, we get The Miz coming out. And Miz takes issue with Austin Theory saying he's the biggest star in WWE. He says he's been competing in rumbles since before Theory hit puberty. Theory said that just makes him sound and look old. Kofi and Xavier were smiling and watched as the Miz and Theory argued back and forth. Miz says he's going to San Antonio to do something he's never done before, and that's win a Royal Rumble match. Miz is not winning the Royal Rumble. So Theory and Miz all of a sudden attack the New Day cohesively and they beat down the New Day. Out comes Bobby Lashley. He ran to the ring to make the save. He clotheslined Miz, took out Theory with a spear. He high-fived Xavier but gave him a back elbow. He then chokeslammed Kofi Kingston down to the mat. Miz got up. He slammed uh, Miz down. And then, uh, like I said, he speared Austin Theory With the ring cleared, Lashley raised his arms. He's playing to the crowd. They're cheering for him. Big Bobby chant. He says that he's going to destroy everybody in the Royal Rumble because Lesnar took away the United States Championship away from him on Monday. Lesnar jumps the barricade, and he came through the crowd. He jumps into the ring. He looked at Lashley and gave Lashley an F5. He looked down at Lashley and said, I'll see you at the Rumble, Bobby. And he left the ring. Brock Lesnar was officially announced in the Royal Rumble. Now, I read yesterday that Brock Lesnar's opponent for WrestleMania is being heavily guarded, close to the vest. It's a secret. I don't know what's so secretive unless we're getting this match at the Elimination Chamber and Brock Lesnar is going to be doing something completely different at WrestleMania. 
But what we see right now is Lesnar and Lashley in the Royal Rumble. Their WrestleMania match will be set up in the Royal Rumble. And the WrestleMania match for Lesnar and Lashley will be against each other instead of Lesnar versus an Austin or Lesnar versus somebody else. They are the WrestleMania match that WrestleMania needs. Nobody else. I don't really care to see Brock Lesnar against anybody else, to be quite honest with you. I'm not even interested in him wrestling Bobby Lashley again because the first match sucked. The second match was even worse, and I have no hope for a third match unless WWE does something different and gives us some sort of stipulation. I don't know. But the second match, I believe, was a no-DQ match or no-holds-barred situation. Maybe. Either way, both of those matches were terrible, and I'm not interested to see a third. And if you are interested... You have absolutely zero standards. I don't care about these two feuding anymore. We've seen it. I'm well past this, and I'm ready to move on. Rhea Ripley. Soundbite aired with her in San Antonio, and she said she's going to win the Royal Rumble because this year it is her year. She knows a thing or two about a Royal Rumble. Uh, Rhea Ripley is definitely an odds-on favorite in the Royal Rumble, but I would assume that we see a returning Beth Phoenix in the Royal Rumble, and we may not get a Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble. We may get Rhea Ripley getting screwed out of a Royal Rumble via Beth Phoenix entering the Rumble. We will see. We will see. If that is the case, I told you how I felt already. I do believe Naomi is returning, and I do believe Naomi is absolutely a top contender to win the Royal Rumble because the way SmackDown looks for the Women's Championship and Charlotte Flair WrestleMania I would rather see Naomi over anybody else because God forbid we get fucking Lacey Evans, who we saw on this show, get a title match against a babyface Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. I'm already cringing in my seat as we speak. Lacey Evans. She went one-on-one with Jasmine Allure. And apparently the social media realm loved Jasmine Allure's <laughs> assets. I don't know who Jasmine, uh, Jasmine Allure is, but Tony Brown somewhere was smiling ear to ear. Lacey Evans wins in two minutes. She came out basically to no reaction. Lacey Evans came out to no reaction. She went one-on-one with Jasmine Allure, and the soul of Lacey's boot came off and Lacey was trying to use it as a weapon. The referee took it away. Lacey then landed a woman's rights. Nothing goes right for this. I don't even know why she's out there. Her boot came off in her return match on SmackDown. Lacey landed the woman's rights, the loser's right, and then applied the Cobra Clutch and she made Jasmine Allure tap the Cobra Clutch. So let me get this straight. You know, WWE wants you to think that with her return, that with her return, she's going to be in the mix as a possible Royal Rumble winner. I'm telling you right now, if Lacey Evans is anywhere near the end of that Royal Rumble, I will be shitting my fucking pants because that would be absolutely God-fucking-awful if Lacey Evans was to ever win the Royal Rumble. What is this? Repackage number three, four, five. How many times has this woman been repackaged? And every single time she's gone out there, she's gotten the same reaction. Nothing. 
The crowd gave her zero reaction while she was in the ring with Miss Allure. So you mean to tell me you want me to be excited about a Lacey Evans return? So much so that really nothing has changed from the previous version of Lacey Evans. She's wearing just skimpier clothing. And she's adopted a signature move that is not hers. And I'm sure she didn't ask Sergeant Slaughter for permission to use. So basically, this is Lacey Evans as the same we saw her last time, but this time with a stolen finishing move from Sergeant Slaughter. Is that what we're doing now? She cut this promo at the end of the match. She said if fans are upset with her now, they'll be even angrier with her tomorrow after she wins the Royal Rumble. She told the fans to shut up, stand, and salute her. Salute tomorrow's Royal Rumble winner. A lot of people were thinking that Lacey Evans got a reaction at the end via that promo. I don't know what you heard, because I know what I heard. I heard a reaction that basically spoke to me as go away heat. That was basically get off my TV heat. That wasn't genuine heel heat. That wasn't genuine heat at all. That was go away heat. Get out of my ring. Fuck off. We're not interested in you or whatever you have to say heat. There is a difference. If you've been watching wrestling as long as I have, you know what go away heat is, and you know what genuine heat is. That was not genuine heat. Go look at Tommaso Ciampa's work in NXT. That was genuine heat. Fuck you, Ciampa. That was genuine heat. This Lacey Evans shit, I don't know when WWE is going to learn from their mistakes, but clearly they are a very persistent bunch. Lacey Evans sucks. And God forbid she is the heel to Charlotte's babyface at WrestleMania. I think I would rather fucking have the most explosive diarrhea to a point where I miss that match and the next match, no matter what it is, at WrestleMania. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to will it into existence. But I feel like something's going to happen where Lacey Evans is going to be on the opposite side of the ring against Charlotte fucking Flair. Holy shit. Kayla Braxton. She interviewed Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. The banger bros. They are banger no longer. They are no longer the banger bros. The banger bros team has been dropped. The name has been dropped. Not the team itself. The name has been dropped. WWE announced that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre would be called the Banger Bros earlier this month. Now, this got a ton of reaction from fans on social media because it sounds similar to the porno group, the Bang Bros, which is clearly not aimed towards children. Can you imagine being a parent and your kids are watching SmackDown and they're listening to Sheamus and Drew McIntyre call themselves the Banger Bros, and then they go type in Google to look up Banger Bros, and the first four things that show up are anything but WWE. There is absolutely no fucking way that WWE was this fucking clueless. According to several sources, and one being The Observer, now the company has made a decision regarding the name, 
Meltzer says that WWE has dropped the name Banger Bros for Sheamus and McIntyre after finding out about the porno company called The Bang Bros. I understand that Meltzer's reporting has been off and a little fucking shady as of late. But there is absolutely zero fucking chance that anybody in that fucking company didn't know of the Bang Bros porno company when coming up with this name. I mean, I don't believe a lot of the shit that I see, and I don't believe this at all. There is not one single fucking person that can convince me that they didn't know what the fuck they were doing with this name when they put this name out on television. There's no way. There's no way. You mean to tell me that Bruce Pritchard didn't know of the Bang Bros? You mean to tell me that Triple H didn't know of the Bang Bros? You mean to tell me that nobody in that company knew of the Bang Bros? It's not that hard to fucking miss. I mean, if you, if you didn't even know of the Bang Bros and what they do and the Bang Bus and what they do on the bus, if you didn't know, I mean, just put two and two together and just come up with your own theories. Hey, man, that sounds like a porno flick. I mean, common sense would overrule, no? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore, man. I, I don't know. So they slapped each other, getting harder and harder and harder. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, with each statement they would, that they were throwing back and forth at each other. Kayla asked him to calm down and address Hit Row tonight. Seamus says that they're sending Hit Row back to Skid Row. Don't worry, I'll get to it. Um, what do we got going on here? We saw another Cody Rhodes vignette, same one that we saw on Monday. And we move on to the tag team title tournament. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus were set to go on and take on Shiro. Why is there an echo in here, man? Jesse, what is going on in this fucking venue, man? I don't know why there's an echo in here. She I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, now I know why Top Dollar, Flop Dollar, Bottom Dollar, Dollar Tree has uh, reblocked me on social media. Maybe he doesn't like my uh, my brand of humor. Shane Strickland blocked me too, man. Swear blocked me. I, what did I do? What did I do, man? What did I do to these guys? Shiro. Yes. Hit row. Hit row. Hit row. Jesse, close the back door, bro. Fucking crickets allowed tonight, man. I mean, this was more of an ovation than Hit Row got in their match tonight, bro. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, listen. I got a problem here. Not with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Not even with Hit Row. 
We always have a problem with Hit Row, but I don't have a problem with them here. Um, WWE made a very interesting decision here. Viking Raiders came out and brutally attacked Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. So Adam Pearce, who's doing a fantastic job, by the way. Adam Pearce is really stepping up his game as an authority fit. He's letting things get out of hand, but he's uh, getting a little, a little bit more boisterous lately, which I like. Um, he's out there, separates them, and Pearce entered the ring and said, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus voluntarily gave up their position in the tournament. He said, nobody's getting out of a free pass to the finals. Hit Raw wanted uh, Adam Pearce to raise their hand and put them in the finals. Funny, that top dollar. He said they will find the replacement team, and out comes the replacement team, and it's Braun Strowman and Rick O'Shea. So we got Braun Strowman. <laughs> the Dummy Express and Ricochet tonight on SmackDown. So I have to ask, I have to ask, why did Sheamus and Drew McIntyre voluntarily give up their tag team title tournament match when they walked out on their own volition tonight? They walked out on their own. They, they weren't stretched out. They weren't really battered and bruised to a point where they couldn't make it to the back on their own. They walked out on their own. They didn't need medical help, right? Why did we have them go out there and voluntarily give up a title opportunity? Now, what this does, if you looked at this tournament before this actually happened, they were absolutely on their way to winning this tournament and probably going on against the Usos to inevitably lose the tag team championships. But how many times have we seen McIntyre and the Usos, Sheamus and the Usos? It's been a running thing for many, many, many months now. So what this does is WWE has now actively taken the one team that was going to win this tournament out of the tournament, put Braun Strowman and Ricochet in this tournament, and they are now the odds-on favorites to win and go up against the Usos for the tag team championships. What WWE did here was basically tell you without telling you that the Usos, no matter who wins this tournament, is not losing those SmackDown Tag Team Championships because at the end of the day, what's best for business is the Usos taking both the Raw and the SmackDown Tag Team Championships into WrestleMania and losing them to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That's the way it should be. That's the way it was going to be. That's the way that it needs to be. Now, what I would do in this tournament is not Braun Strowman and Ricochet. I would actually do Imperium versus the Usos because I think that would be the obviously better match. But only time will tell. So Braun Strowman and Ricochet, they beat Hit Row here in the semifinals of this tag team tournament. Braun Strowman and Ricochet win in about six minutes. Uh, B-Fab punched Ricochet from ringside, who was leaning on the ropes. Ricochet eventually took advantage of Adonis, who was showboating. Makes the hot tag after some tussle with Adonis to Braun Strowman. He tossed around Ashante. Ricochet landed a running dive over the top rope onto Top Dollar. Braun Strowman finished Adonis off with a beautiful uh, monster bomb for the one, two, three. Ricochet and the Dummy Express are rolling right into the finals on SmackDown, which I'm assuming is going to take place next week. The Usos. They cut backstage to the Usos getting into a black SUV. Jay got on the phone and asked for a favor for 
Uh, Sammy, from, from Sammy, my dog, he calls him. So Michael Cole said he must have been talking to Sammy. So why are the Usos leaving the building? Well, Adam Pierce told them to get the fuck out of the building because they started a scuffle backstage with Kevin Owens right before his match with Solo Sokoa. So he kicked him out of the building. NJ Uso called Sammy Zayn. He says, my dog, I need you and I need your help. Can you get here? Are you still in town? Sammy Zayn was still in town. He's going to do his thing. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt supposedly was coming out, and all we heard was the old Ear of Worlds theme. And we saw Bray Wyatt come out with the lantern, the Swamp Man version of Bray Wyatt. The Wyatt family version of Bray Wyatt was walking down the aisle. Only thing, only thing was, it wasn't Bray Wyatt. It was L.A. Knight dressed as Bray Wyatt with a mini lantern in his hand. He gets into the ring. He takes off all his clothing and all the Wyatt gear. Let me talk to you, says Bray Wyatt. Or says, says L.A. Knight. He said the biggest moment in Raw history happened at Raw 30 when he was in the ring with The Undertaker. He said he heard fans chanting, talk to us, talk to us. He said being the benevolent man he is, he was about to do that when Bray interrupted like a turd in a punch bowl. He said neither neither The Undertaker or Bray Wyatt wanted him one-on-one. He told Bray he has 24 hours until the pitch black match. He told him to bring every bit of advice The Undertaker gave him He says he should bring whatever version of himself he wants. He said when the arena goes pitch black, his ass isn't coming back. Bray appeared in the rocking chair on the stage. He says they both know Knight isn't smiling on the inside. From time to time, man, talking has come and gone. He said tomorrow is finally here and you're going to meet the man that you've been looking for, man. Told him to have a great night. He said, tomorrow night when the lights go out, man, you'll see. You'll see what really is going to be in the pitch black. Uncle Howdy then showed up in the stands with the blue light and fog around him. Knight noticed and yelled, what is that? What is that? And I can only assume that Bo Dallas is under the mask and that we get a reveal of Uncle Howdy on Saturday night in that pitch black match. You open the door, man, and now you're going to see what's going to walk through that door, man. Bright White. Yeah! Gotta love L.A. Knight, man. L.A. Knight's come out on top in this thing as a fucking superstar. You know, I was thinking tonight, man, just, just think about this. Think about this. Can you imagine if Vince McMahon was in charge? You would not be getting L.A. Knight on TV. L.A. Knight would have never been given the opportunity to be on TV and just generate this amount of heat for himself. If Vince McMahon was still there, we, we would still have Max Dupree. Ridiculous. Max Dupree? Or whatever the fuck he was doing. Imagine that. He would have been fucking fired. Just another reason. LA Knight is another reason why Vince McMahon creatively was a failure. Unbelievable. Charlotte Flair. They showed a clip of Charlotte Flair being interviewed by Ryan Emo, bad haircut, fuckface, satin, out of his fucking basement somewhere on his shit podcast. 
Charlotte was being interviewed by this fucking clown. And all of a sudden, Sonia shows up and interrupts Charlotte's interview. And Sonia is persistent and said she'd like Charlotte to give her a title match. Pierce said if she wants to do that, he'll deliver it next week on SmackDown. Oh, great. Oh, great, man. We got another Sony DeVille and Charlotte Flair match. Who fucking cares? Seriously, who fucking cares? Jesus fucking Christ. Got a soundbite with Zia Lee talking about winning the Royal Rumble. Zia Lee, I, I, I doubt Zia Lee even lasts fucking three minutes in the Royal Rumble. Zia Lee winning the Royal Rumble. Get the fuck out of here, man. You got to be fucking kidding me. Main event. Kevin Owens. Solo. Sokoa. Uh, actually, I missed the entire tag team match. Where the fuck am I, man? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead, man. I'm skipping ahead. How could I miss the best match on the entire fucking show? Which was the tag team match with Legato del Fantasma. And Imperium. This match was fucking great. Great television match, man. Triple H really let his NXT boys go out there and just fucking tear the house down, man. Black and gold being represented by Triple H on SmackDown. You love to see it. Imperium. I will say this until they are the tag team champions at some point in their run. Outside of the Usos, Imperium is the best tag team in WWE. Bar none. Kaiser is fucking incredible, and so is Vinci. Just fucking great. They are the best tag team in WWE, not named the Usos. And if you don't think so, I really don't give a shit, because clearly you're not watching the same two fucking guys that I am. Amazing. Best match of the night. Imperium's fucking great. Legato is great. And both teams work great together because they're both black and gold. Why not? Ludwig worked over Joaquin Wilde and his arm. Wilde messed up the uh, little transition there. He broke free. Imperium took over by isolating Cruz del Toro on their side of the ring. Legato recovered, started coming back here. Set up for a double dive. Imperium counted with some clotheslines. We go to commercial break. Kaiser caught Wilde with a suplex. Imperium cut Wild off from his corner. Wild fought back with a DDT. Del Toro got the hot tag, ran wild on both Kaiser and Vinci. Del Toro then avoided Kaiser, hit a missile dropkick. Phantasma hit a double suicide dive. Crowd was getting into Phantasma. They were. Del Toro then hit a Harinkarana off the top on Giovanni Vinci. Joaquin Wild followed up with a splash for a near fall. Kaiser broke up the pin attempt. Kaiser then took out Del Toro. We got to the finish. Vinci, he gives Joaquin Wilde a huge press slam, a gorilla press slam off the top rope. And the crowd is big time into this. Vinci appeared legitimately injured here coming off. He landed on his fucking knee. I hope to God he's all right. As soon as he did the gorilla press and, the, the gorilla press and came off the top rope, he landed right on his fucking knee. I hope he's all right. God forbid he's hurt. He's such a valuable fucking asset to this this group. You don't want to see him injured. He fought through the pain. Imperium hit the Imperium bomb for the one, two, three. They advance to the finals, and they will get Braun Strowman and Ricochet in the finals. I'm going with Imperium to win this tournament. They need to win this tournament. Imperium versus the Usos needs to happen. Because which team is going to be the one that you want the most momentum. You're not going to give this win to a babyface tag team that's just 
molded together out of random. You're going to give this to Imperium if they're okay. Hopefully, hopefully Vinci is okay. But that's what you want to go with. They are the future of the division. You want to see what they can do against the Usos early on so that you get a glimpse of where the division's going to be when they eventually take it over. That's what I would do. Hopefully that's the case, and hopefully Vinci is okay. Both teams look fantastic. Black and gold being represented proudly here on SmackDown. Love it. In the main event, Solo Sokoa defeated Kevin Owens via DQ because of Usi, Sami Zayn. So Owens and Sokoa started off. Nobody's out there. No Usos, no Sami Zayn. Not yet anyway. So it's one-on-one. They're trading rights and lefts at the bell. They traded some shoulder tackles. Owens hit a senton. Sokoa regrouped and went to ringside outside, sent Owens into the barricade. We go to commercial break. Sokoa misses a splash in the corner. Owens fights back, hits an inverted atomic drop in a clothesline. He then hit a DDT for a near fall. Owens climbed to the top rope. Solo cut him off. He tried for a superplex up top, but Owens knocked him off and hit a frog splash for a two count. Owens took it to Sokoa with a super kick. He responded with a super kick of his own, so they traded back and forth. Solo followed up with a pop-up Samoan drop, which looked great for a near fall. Solo missed a splash in the corner. Owens hits another super kick, followed by a cannonball. He regains control. He then goes up top, hits a swanton, had the match won. Sami Zayn pulled out Sokoa after the swanton bomb connected, and the fans broke into an Usi chant, happy to see Sami Zayn. So Owens, obviously frustrated here, confronts Zayn at ringside. Sokoa gets back to his feet. Kevin Owens is in the middle of Zayn and Solo. Kevin Owens ducks an oncoming Solo superkick. Solo accidentally nails Sammy with the superkick instead. Owens and Sokoa end up fighting around ringside near the commentary table. Solo got the better of Owens, sets up for a splash on the announce table. Owens recovered and gave Solo a powerbomb onto the table, but the table did not break. Owens grabbed the chair, started yelling at Sami Zayn. He turned around, and everybody thought he was going to hit Sammy, but he turned around and hit Solo instead. And that was the way the show went off the air, with Owens promising to see Reigns tomorrow and Sammy tomorrow, and he's going to bring everything that he has. Main event was good. Main event was a good setup for tomorrow. Uh, just the right amount of Sami Zayn, just the right amount of wrong. Roman told him to stay away. I don't want to see you on Friday. And there he is, but it's not his fault. Jey Uso called in Sammy. Is Sammy going to be berated at the Royal Rumble tomorrow? What is the Royal Rumble going to mean for Sammy Zayn? What is Roman going to have Sammy Zayn do for the final test to show his loyalty? I don't know. I don't know. But you know Sammy's going to be berated by Roman. Roman wasn't there because he was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in New York City. So he wasn't even in Texas tonight. He wasn't even in the building. But... SmackDown was a decent show, decent go-home show. There was a lot going on there in two hours. And Sami Zayn, obviously, with Cody Rhodes, the big topic of discussion going into tomorrow's Royal Rumble. I will be covering it all on social media, on the podcast tomorrow night. We will be live after the Royal Rumble is over. It should be a mega, mega, mega night. I appreciate you guys joining me right here on the podcast. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. I want to get out of here. I want to jump on Destiny 2 for a little bit. 
Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me. 2,400 in the venue on a Friday night. Hopefully, we double that tomorrow for the Royal Rumble. Hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it, man. We got 863 likes. Let's try for 1,000. If you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, please hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys get those super chats in. It is last call. Let me see those last call emojis in my chat. My VIPs. There you go, Chelsea. Last call in the chat. Get them on in. Also, hit that join button. Become a channel member right here on OTS. And go check out all the other content that you might have missed. Get ready for the Royal Rumble through OTS. We got a $5 super chat from Mendelfs Isma. Had to stop by tonight, show some love. Haven't been able to catch a live show lately, but I still catch you on the replay or Spotify. Keep kicking ass. Thank you, Mendelfs. And also, thank you for the eight months, brother. Says, what's up, my IWC tribal chief? I've been wrestle depressed ever since those McMahon shenanigans started. Recovering now. Thanks for keeping us going. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Mandelfs. I appreciate you, bro. We got a new membership from Gekado Zen. Zen, what are you drinking tonight, brother, to celebrate your new VIP membership? Rat the Well with a $5 super chat. So glad they recognize Rey Mysterio as the true record holder for the Royal Rumble and not that shit with Brian at the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, Rat the Well, I'm glad that they did, but if Brian was in WWE, they probably would have given Brian the record accolade. I only think the reason why they gave it to Mysterio and announced Mysterio as the true record holder is because Brian's with AEW and they don't want to they don't want to hype up or brag about somebody holding a record that's no longer in the company. Joseph Taylor with $3 Super Chat. JD, why was Mr. Satin on your and my TVs? Get him out. Uh, Joseph, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I think Ryan Satin needs to go get a fucking haircut and, and maybe uh, get his face rearranged because it's fucking absolutely hideous. Michelle Moran with the $2 Super Chat. Sammy disobeyed Roman. Might pay for it tomorrow. Roman has eyes everywhere, Michelle. I suspect Sammy's in trouble tomorrow. Telewo Seize with a five months. Looking forward to tomorrow's Royal Rumble. By the way, which female legend would you prefer to bring back for one night only? AJ Lee or Trish Stratus? Thanks, JD. AJ Lee, no doubt about it. Golden Boy with a $5 super chat. The Rumble was my favorite. But what is with everyone announcing that they are in it? The suspense is gone. I hate this format. Keep up the great work, JD. Uh, Golden Boy, they, they kind of they kind of announce some and then leave surprises. I don't mind it. And like I said before, there's not a single tag team wrestler in it so far announced, which is great. Leave the field open for singles competitors, which was one of my gripes for the longest time. Grimsley with a $2 Super Chat. Cole, Wade are great. Love how they are genuine now. Yes, I, I think they're fantastic. Wade Barrett is so good. So good. 
Tai Chien Chisholm with a one-month VIP. He says, yeah. L.A. Knight. Gotta love it. Grimsley with a $2 super chat. Samantha is amazing. Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Yes, Ricochet is a lucky man. Right the wall with the $2 super chat. JD, what are your top three whiskeys? Uh, right now, I'm enjoying Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack, number one. Um, not my favorite, but I would say my favorite right now is something that you can only get in Ireland. And I was in Ireland back in October. It's Jameson Crested, something that you can only get at the distillery. Uh, that is amazing whiskey. It, it is fucking smooth. And then, you know, I like my, I like my Knob Creeks. I like my Bibb and Tuckers. I like, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, I, I have to nail down a top five soon. Uh, I will do that eventually. I'd love to do some whiskey related content. Um, I don't know where that would be, but we will figure all that out at some point, you know, but yes, I love to bring that element to the venue and that's what the venue really is. Built on is me. You know, my whiskeys, my craft beer, my car, me. Thank you, Rat the Well. Uh, Jeremy Harris with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? I've been watching your podcast for a whole year now, and I have, have to say, man, I enjoyed every moment of it. Keep up the great work. Glad to be a member in the OTS venue. Cheers to you, my brother. Thank you, Jeremy Harris. I appreciate you, bro. That means a lot to me, bro. We got a $10 super chat from Acton, Acton Eam, Dragon. Have Sammy forfeit his rumble, win the win for the bloodline. Have Reigns beat him down, playing up the fact that Reigns was gaslighting him all along, and then have Sammy win the elimination chamber, all in on Sammy. So you want Sammy to win the Royal Rumble, give up the rumble win to who? So you want Sammy to win the Royal Rumble and then win the Elimination Chamber and just bypass everybody else? Don't know if I like that, Dragon. Don't know if I like that. DGK Dog with a 499 times 2. I heard an interview with Charlotte Flair today from Busted Open where she claimed that she doesn't or she hasn't even peaked yet and it made me laugh. Yes, 37-year-old Charlotte Flair hasn't peaked, I'm sure. But Mercedes Varnado at 31 has peaked, according to WWE. And I had Louis Dangor from, uh, I don't know, BT Sport. He's, like, mentioning something about Sasha Banks and, 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 and Triple H not wanting to pay her. I don't know where he got his fucking information from, but the people that did not want to pay Sasha Banks and the people that called her mid and said that she has peaked was the old administration. He claims that I... I'm wrong, and that's untrue. Really? Really? If you only knew, Louis Dangor, don't fuck with me, bro. Come at me. My DMs are open. Who do you know that I don't know? Huh? Fuck out of here, clown. John Laurinaitis didn't want to pay Sasha Banks. Vince didn't want to pay Sasha Banks. Triple H, he would gladly pay Sasha Banks. But by that time, she had already made up her mind and got her release from the company. 
Ricardo Linnell with a $10 super chat. Why in the hell would we need Chelsea Green to play a real-life Karen when we already have a legitimate Karen in Charlotte Flair? Hey, Hoot Media, are we number one? OTS for life. Uh, Ricardo, I think Hoot Media retired. I think Hoot Media retired. That's what we got Jesse for now. Grimsley with the $2 Super Chat. Impact YouTube videos have been like over 500K views plus. It's more than what they pull in uh, for TV ratings in like four months. Eric, ambassador with a 499. JD, keep killing it. You are truly the motherfucking ace of the IWC. My final four of the men would be Cody Rollins, Theory, and Gunther. That's a good one. That's a good one. I could see that. Much love. Thank you, Eric. I think Gunther's going to have a great Royal Rumble. Brian Fernandez with two months in the VIP club. Thank you, Brian. Hey, JD, going to the Royal Rumble tomorrow. I'm so excited. Do you think Dragon Lee would show up? I highly doubt it, but it would be cool. OTS for life. Brian, no. He hasn't even made NXT TV yet, so I don't see him in the Royal Rumble. Supera with a 499. What do you think about Cody winning the Rumble and Cody Sammy both in the main event like 37 with Edge, the plan, and Brian, the fan favorite, with 30? Um, I don't know, bro. Uh, I, I just want one match. If we're going to do a championship match, it needs to be one match. WrestleMania is always, you know, always leaning towards multi-man matches. I want a one-on-one match. The professional guy with a $2 Super Jack. Cody should win the Rumble, number one, just like Edge in 2021. I agree. Cam G, thank you again for the $100 Super Chat. I appreciate you, brother. Guillermo with a 499. No message. Thank you, Guillermo. Gary Gordon with a $5 super chat. Is there any chance we are getting a returning Randy Orton in the Rumble? No. There's always a possibility, but all I've read is Randy Orton's back was worse than WWE feared. Riddick's Classic Arcade with 27 months. I know it's not the best long term choice. But could you imagine if Sammy beats Roman and his OG theme hits the emotion between him and KO at the end? Uh, Bro, it would be incredible. It would be incredible. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. And thank you for 27 months, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Allie Rose with a new membership. Thank you, Allie Rose. What the fuck are you drinking? Blurred the Nerd with a $5 super chat. How come the Banger Bros had Kayla Braxton look small in between them? They were ready to have a banger. Bro, whoever's whoever's having a banger with Kayla Braxton is a lucky motherfucker, man. Let me tell you. Uh, Tony Esquire with a $10 super chat. In my opinion, both Lacey Evans and Io Shirai are good wrestlers. Hurt by a mediocre gimmick and unpolished mic skills. WWE will also regret choosing Ronda over Sasha Banks and Tony Storm. Fuck Ronda Rousey and Lacey Evans. No interest. No interest. I think Io Shirai is being held back by damage control, to be quite honest with you. 
Joseph Morgan with a $2 super chat. I can't wait for Mercedes Monet to win on February 18th. Should be great. Joey Clemenzo with a $10 super chat. What's up, Jay? The excellent OTS tonight, man. I got to ask, though. Everyone keeps going on about Switchblade showing up tomorrow. Who do you have getting the big mystery pop during the Rumble match? Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona and I would say the Great Muda. Could be The Rock, too. We don't know. But Jay White's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Doesn't make any sense. JB with a 179. Roman mentioned Rock, Ring Shape on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah? I got to watch. Cody Snyder with a $10 Super Chat. This has nothing to really do with the major points. But what do you see Solo doing at Mania? Match with Drew, also Gunther versus Sheamus, or possibly still Brock. I'm getting ahead here. OTS, yes, I could see Drew McIntyre versus Solo Sokoa in some sort of street fight match. Gunther versus Sheamus needs to happen. Sheamus needs to win the IC title from Gunther, absolutely, at WrestleMania. Videos by HB. $10 Super Chat. Cody wins the Rumble. Sammy wins the Chamber. This forces Roman to defend both titles at WrestleMania. Cody takes the WWE title to Raw. Sammy takes the Universal title to SmackDown. Everyone's happy. Take my money. Uh, videos by HB. No. No. We're not doing Roman defending the title against Cody and Sammy on night one and night two. I just talked about that earlier. You cannot, under any circumstances, because it's creative malpractice to have Roman Reigns lose on Saturday before he gets to Sunday. Because whoever wrestles him on Sunday, which I would assume would be Cody Rhodes, it would defeat the purpose and it would devalue Cody's win and devalue the title. That is the worst decision by far. I don't know who you're hearing that from or hearing that idea from, but get it out of your heads because it's not, it's not possible. It's not logical. Ulysses with a $2 super chat. JD is critiques and connoisseurs coming back. I don't know. Uh, right now, no, because Hodge moved out to Arizona. And he's not in New York City any longer. Right now, I'm just a connoisseur. Marion Wilson with a 199 Super Chat. I really want Montez Ford to win the Royal Rumble. Marion, you may be the only one. Montez Ford is not winning the Royal Rumble. Ulysses with a $5 Super Chat. I think Cody Rhodes won a lot of people's respects with the Hell in a Cell that they may still be okay with him winning the Rumble. Yes, if he wins the Rumble, it will be great, as long as Sammy is not in the Royal Rumble getting eliminated. And we got a 199 Super Chat from N. Roman mentioned Rock, Cody, and Sammy on Fallon. I gotta watch. I'm interested to what Roman Reigns has to say here. Guys, thank you so very much for all your support tonight. Uh, what a show. Uh, hopefully you learned something new. Hopefully you guys got excited about the Royal Rumble via off the script tonight. We got a big night tomorrow night, and it's going to be fucking glorious, man. Going to be great. Going to be great. I'm about to get out of here. I'm about to relax. It's going to be a long, long day tomorrow so make sure you guys get your rest as well uh listen my boy dr evil genius may have a filthy casuals wwe royal rumble watch along you guys see that pinned comment in the chat go subscribe to his channel because he's going to be having something 
Jesse's going to be doing something apparently on his own too. So if you guys want to go watch them both at the same time, you can hang out with both Dr. Evil Genius and Jesse. Choose your poison. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. I will be keeping you guys up to date on everything Royal Rumble related throughout the day. At JD from NY206, that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Mostly on Twitter, though. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. AWC Legend with a 179. JD, you are the GOAT. OTS for life. Thank you, Legend. Hit that thumbs up. We need 50 likes for 1,000. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the memberships. Thank you for the recommitments to the VIP club. And please make sure you guys go check out all the other content that you might have missed on the channel. Great podcast last night. Go check that out live from Thursday night. Guys, I'm getting out of here. I'm about to get my rest. Big, big day for the Royal Rumble tomorrow. Last year, we did 5,500 people. I'm looking to break that this year, tomorrow night. We're better than ever. The venue is bigger and better than ever. Hopefully, you guys show up tomorrow big time. I'll see you guys tomorrow in the venue. Royal Rumble. Let's get excited because I am. Big night. Thank you guys again for a great night, and I will see you tomorrow live on Off the Script for the Royal Rumble post show right here on OTS. See you guys later.